You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. You are listening to Writer Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. Let's take a trip right now to Brooklyn, New York to catch up with Alex Schiffer who covers the Nets for The Athletic. It is always something with the Brooklyn Nets. Alex, how you doing today, my man? Great to see, Dodd. As you know, it's, it's very similar, as I've said before, right here is my roots on the Missouri beat, right? Never a dull day here. Well, I mean, Missouri just loses. This is beyond losing. This is, you got your star player asking for people to get fired. This is embarrassing. Missouri at least loses quietly. Brooklyn doesn't do anything quietly. Yes, there's never a dull day here. So, Alex, let's start with this. What's your reaction to the reports that, Kevin Durant met with the owner of the Brooklyn Nets and basically said, it's me or the general manager and the head coach. I mean, for one, it's sad. It's just crazy that this has taken so many turns um, and gotten to this state where, where it's come to an ultimatum like this. But also, I mean, you know, Joe Side, the owner, shot this down quickly. I don't really think this could ever be entertained. You know, you cued me in with Power by Kanye. Has an athlete ever had the amount of power to get everybody above him between the owner and himself with the roster front office and coaches ever talked about fired and you're catering to that, to that request. I mean, to me, it would set such a dangerous precedent in terms of, of what you're, what you allow your players to control and not to control. I, I just think it couldn't get that far. But wouldn't this be a fix, or is this one of those things where the owner doesn't want to acquiesce to Kevin Durant because he's thinking, all right, if you'll ask for this, then you'll ask for anything. But I mean, you still got four years of Kevin Durant who's still in his prime. This could potentially change the relationship with Kyrie Irving too. I'm just trying to think about what's the best pathway to a championship. Is it with KD and Kyrie on the same page, or is it with Steve Nash and Sean Marks on the same page? And I think you could argue KD and Kyrie. I think you could too, but I would also say Kevin and Kyrie have already had significant say in the roster and coaching staff in past years, and look at where it's got them. Not past this, uh, the second round of the playoffs, and Sean Marks has a track record of doing more with less in Brooklyn. So I, I don't disagree for saying, you know, the Nets might never have another player of Kevin Durant's caliber, but. I feel like they've already given these guys their way, and they're saying a lot of this stuff, and it hasn't really worked. Right right now we're talking to Alex Schiffer, who covers the Nets for The Athletic. Nets, can you fill us in on the relationship between KD and Steve Nash? Because I know that Steve Nash used to train Kevin Durant, so there always appeared to be a relationship. There never was any rumblings before a couple of days ago, and now he wants him fired? That's the thing that's crazy about this is, you know, after the Nets got swept by the Celtics, Kevin Durant was asked, do you think Steve's still the guy? And he goes, are you crazy? Look at what this guy's had to deal with. 
And it's not like Steve Nash has done anything since then that would make you change your opinion that you, that you already had on him, right? He hasn't coached the game since then. He's been out of the news. Right? Nothing's happened. He's, he's had his vacation. He's been at summer league. He's done typical things. So it, it's crazy that, that Kevin was adamantly defending him multiple times in April, and now he wants him gone despite nothing really changing there. That, you know, Sean Marks, I think you, can, you could see why Kevin has a grievance with a little more given the Kyrie contract situation and how that went down. But Steve is a little more puzzling in terms of how did you get here after your last public comment. Do you think that Kyrie feels the same that Kevin Durant feels when it comes to the organization structure that he is in agreement that Sean Marks and Steve Nash both need to go? It's a good question. That It's been tough to kind of get some reporting on that. I mean, I, I'm sure Kyrie Irving is not totally happy in the sense of he obviously wanted a long-term deal and had to settle for – you know, his player option, you know, it seems like some of that stuff's blown over, but obviously it hasn't been a harmonious offseason between him and the Nets. Um, but, you know, he's only played so many games for Steve Nash, too, to where, um, to where I, don't, I don't think the problem with Steve Nash as a coach, per se, is fully out there yet because he's, only, he's had such a wild hand. He's only had his guys healthy so long. I feel like the jury's still out in terms of what kind of coach he is in some ways. It's not to say he's imperfect. But um, but I don't to, to think that they're on the you know I, I I think it's easy to see that Kyrie's had his discrepancies with the Nets this offseason. But again, I don't think that he uh, like Kevin Durant has a ton of leverage to really complain and, and has to kind of go with the status quo a bit. There's been a lot of conversation about where Kevin Durant could land, and I feel the conversation for Kyrie is sort of faded away. Where are we out on the Nets moving on from? Kyrie, because there was the conversation with the Lakers, and it seems like that's really fallen by the wayside. We haven't really heard too many teams throwing their hat in the ring for trying to go get Kyrie. Where do we sit on where Kyrie's going to play this upcoming season? Yeah, so that that there is a little more clarity on. I expect Kyrie to be in training camp and ready to go for the start of the season with the Nets. Now, things can change, but you know, that that seems to be the thing right now. The question to me is, depending upon the way the next season goes, and as you said, I have no idea where Kevin Durant will end up, given all the murkiness of this. But if the Lakers are doing well without Kyrie, do they make a play for him at the deadline to really go all in and try to get LeBron's fifth championship? Does another team make a similar move? Or do the Nets just ride the year out with Kyrie and then he goes into restrict, uh, unrestricted free agency and they go from there? I don't know, but as I talk to you right now, I'm pretty confident that he'll be in training camp in Brooklyn for the start of the season, you know, late September. Right now we're talking to Alice Schiffer here for a couple of more minutes to get the latest on the Brooklyn Nets and everything that's going on with them. How do you see this potentially ending with Brooklyn? Because unless KD is ready to burn the building down in the same way that James Harden was in Houston, the same way that Jimmy Butler was with that practice with the Minnesota Timberwolves, that just doesn't seem like there's a lot of movement right now between the Nets, the rest of the NBA, and Kevin Durant, that the Nets seem perfectly fine to let KD move forward as a member of the team, where if you're KD, you got to make it so untenable that they just can't see moving forward with you. How do you see this ending with KD? That's a great question. I mean, as you kind of said, I think the Nets are comfortable being uncomfortable with the situation a bit if it means getting – I mean – Whatever they get back for Kevin Durant, they can't screw up. This is going to be the maybe one of the biggest 
decisions in the history of the Nets franchises. What do they trade Kevin Durant for, or who do they trade Kevin Durant for, and then counting the draft picks and everything. They can't get this wrong. So I think they're fine waiting this out until they get their price. But as you said, I mean, does, does Kevin Durant make life so miserable? Kind of similar to the Carmelo season, right, when he wanted out of Denver. George Carl calls that the season from hell. Um, does that change anything for them and want them to expedite the process? But I, I don't think the Nets can afford to lower their ass, given how important this decision is. And then, I mean, if they win without him, or, or does Kevin Durant want to play through this? You know, he traditionally loves playing hates sitting out. You know, he talked about how the injuries have killed him watching from home. I mean, it, it, we, again, we've seen this before with Carmelo and even Dwight Howard in Orlando. There is precedent to this. They haven't, those guys didn't go where Kevin Durant's gone with calling for the jobs like this, um, or both jobs, obviously Dwight called for Stan. But I, I, it wouldn't stun me in terms of if Kevin Durant plays, if he says he's not playing. And, and I think the Nets, it's very fair for them to just sideline Kevin Durant the way they did Kyrie last year, because if he plays and he gets hurt like he has the past few years, all of a sudden his value goes down. So I, I think that there's no right answer, and there's a lot of good cases for, for different. I mean, Kevin Durant puts people in the seats. So I, I, think, I think there's a lot of compelling arguments as to what direction the Nets go with this. I just look at the offer that they reportedly got from, from Boston – I don't know if you're going to get much better than that. Like, I, I don't think Brooklyn's being very realistic in what their ask is for Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown is a player that you can build around who's 25 years old. Derek White is a high-end role player and draft picks. I just don't know if, in the end, their offer is much better than what Boston offered them. I agree. I have said before since that report came out, I think Jalen Brown is the best individual player the Nets can get back in a Kevin Durant trade. I'm not saying that's the only thing they'd get back, but you look at all the limitations they have because of that rookie extension clause in the CBA where you can't trade for two guys on the rookie max. Jalen Brown's on an extension, but not the max. Obviously now he's played like he's earned it, but that, that really limits who they can get back. You know, then you talk about Toronto not want to put in Scotty Barnes and some of these other teams, you know, New Orleans kind of 50-50 on if they want to really put in Brandon Ingram and break up that young core. I don't know if you can get better than Jalen Brown, as you said, and, and Derek White, maybe throw in Grant Williams, two great role players, and then picks. Again, it's Kevin Durant, four years of him, I get it, but as you said, I don't know if you can get much better than that based on the other things we've seen thrown out there. That is my guy, Alex Schiffer, joining us on the show today. He covers the Brooklyn Nets and everything going on with them. Is They are at an impasse with their star player, Kevin Durant, as he has said – Either trade me or fire the general manager and the head coach. Not just the head coach. I want everybody gone. That's what Kevin Durant said. Alex, man, thanks for the insight. Appreciate you. You're my guy, man. Your documentary, Paseo to Pembroke, I finally watched it. Everybody go see it. It's freaking awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's my guy, Alex Schiffer, joining us on the show today. Good to catch up with him talking about the Brooklyn Nets. It's just Brooklyn is the noisiest, most chaotic team right now in American sports. Can you imagine if this was the Cowboys? You would never get away from it if this was the Cowboys. It has been story after story after story after story about the Brooklyn Nets. KD's mad about everything. We don't even hear from Kyrie at this point. Kyrie's not even talking to people right now. There's just been a lot of noise and mess around the Brooklyn Nets for a team that hasn't done anything. 
A team that has done absolutely nothing in this league. There's just been constant noise around them. All right, keep it right here. Coming up on the other side, I got a little bit of money in my pocket, so that can only mean one thing. It's buy or sell time. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Thomas, let me ask you this question before we get to buy or sell. This is a very, very important question. Is the Little League World Series peak summer content? Because there's a little bit of a void right now. There's no NBA. We're still waiting on football. You know, ESPN's trying to create content, trying to, you know, get you to watch. Is the Little League World Series peak summer content for you? I fall into the trap 
every single summer. Yes, I eat it up. I never want to be that guy. I never set out to be that guy, but I fall for it every summer thinking I need something to fill the void, something to entertain me, and I watch it every single summer. All right, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a suggestion on what I think peak summer content is. To me, peak summer content is watching celebrities play game shows. I was watching $100,000 Pyramid, and I'm just watching two celebrities. I don't know who they are, but I know they're celebrities. I'm just watching them play these games. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, Celebrity Family Feud. I actually think celebrities playing game shows is peak. We just got to get through the summer television. (laughs) Now, did you stumble upon this? Did you know you wanted to watch this? How did this come about? I was just on YouTube TV, and, you know, if you guys use YouTube TV, you know, you're, like, flipping through the channels or whatever. You're on the guide, and, like, oh, celebrity, you know, it's a celebrity game. I click on it, and uh, it was, I don't know the gentleman's name, but if you've ever seen this show, it was the guy who plays the producer on the Apple TV show, The Morning Show. It was him and then Allie Larder. You guys probably remember Allie Larder. She was in Varsity Blues. She was the one with the whipped cream bikini. They were playing a $100,000 pyramid game. And I'm here telling you, games like that really show you who's smart and who's not smart. Allie Larder, it was the, me watching her play that was the worst thing I could have done. It ruined Varsity Blues for me. It ruined the movie Obsessed with Beyonce and Idris Elba. She was so bad at the game. It was absolutely terrible. I couldn't do it. So it, it also can change the way you feel about celebrities, too, because you got to use critical thinking. we got to see how smart you are, how you can describe things, and how accurately you can guess things. It ruined Ali Larder for me. Now, I could be mistaken here, but is this the game show that Michael Strahan hosts? It is the game show that Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan is on TV. The only person on TV more than <laughs> Michael Strahan is Steve Harvey. That's the only person. Steve Harvey is on 19 television shows. Michael Strahan is on 18 shows. I was watching it. I'm thinking, man, Strahan's actually really good at this. He's really personable. He's got a great personality. I, I really like Michael Strahan on television. Michael Strahan's going to be doing television for the next 50 years. So I hope you get used to it. He's going to be having the ball drop on New Year's Eve. He's going to be doing everything. Michael Strahan, great television individual. Perfect on the television. All right. It's come to that time in the show where... I got a little bit of money in my pocket. Last time we did this, when I was here, Thomas, last time we did this, I didn't buy anything. So hopefully you asked some better questions this time. Hopefully I'm getting better deals, better bargains this time because they were terrible bargains last time. I couldn't buy anything. I'm in a buying mood today. Let's get it. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Carrington, you touched on this in hour number one, but let's talk some quarterbacks here. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin joined CBS Sports HQ yesterday, and he was asked about his quarterback situation. He had to go out and play a meaningful game tomorrow. Trubisky would be the guy. Yeah, because that's the premise in which we started. Uh, we've been really transparent with the guys, and we based, it, we based our start on, on resume. And uh, Mitch is one in this league. Uh, the statistics bear that out. He has more experience than the others. And so uh, we just thought it was appropriate to start there. All right, Carrington, my question to you. Buy or sell that out of Pittsburgh's three quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett, you have the most confidence in Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to buy. Buy. I'm going to buy it, but I also don't know how much it matters. If you're the Steelers, it's not about the best you can be in 2022. 
It's about building for the future and beyond. And Mitch Trubisky is not part of your future. Mason Rudolph is not part of your future. Kenny Pickett is part of your future. Now, I do believe the draft experts, when they talk about this quarterback class and the fact that only one quarterback went in the first round and then another quarterback didn't go until round three, tells me that this is not a highly touted quarterback class. So it's probably in the best interest to at least have them sit out for at least this entire season. But I'm about being all in. Kansas City is the only team we've seen over the last, I would say, 10 years or so that had a clear plan of what they wanted to do with their quarterback. We're starting Alex Smith. We are 100% dedicated to giving him everything he needs for this season. And then at the end of the year, we're going to move on and then start the young guy in Patrick Mahomes. But what typically happens in these scenarios are teams are one foot in, one foot out. They'll have this plan. They'll get off to a two and three start. And then they'll put in the young guy to give them a little bit of a boost. Or they'll be surprised when Mitch Trubisky plays like Mitch Trubisky. So I'm a big believer of just go ahead and do it. If you're on the fence about it, if you think there's a tie, then the tie goes to the rookie. The tie doesn't go to the veteran in this scenario. The tie goes to the guy who is a part of your long-term future. And if he's going to swim, then he's going to swim. But give him as many live reps as you possibly can. The only way that you can get better playing NFL football is to play NFL football. It's not like basketball. It's not like baseball. You can't simulate it. You can't play high-energy pickup basketball games. So you got to get your young guy as much experience and as many reps as possible. You do that with the game. So I would start Kenny Pickett if I'm them, if I felt like it's close. But I also haven't been watching Steelers camp, so I can't say how close that it is. But if you think it's a tie, then the tie has to go to the rookie, not the vet. All right, let's keep that quarterback conversation going. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers hasn't taken a preseason snap since 2018, and there's no signs that will change anytime soon. Yet Rodgers said yesterday if he were going to play, he would want to do so for more than one series. I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. Um, you know, if we're going to play, we should play. And play a quarter, a couple series, two or three series. If we're going to just suit up for four plays, to me, is a waste. So, and I'm not saying this to send a message to Matt. I've already told Matt the same thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens when we when we get there. Buy or sell Aaron Rodgers' comments on the preseason. You know what? I'm buying it. Buy. I'm in a great mood today. You're asking great questions today. Thomas, I like when me and you are here. I like when we're on the same page with this, man. I want to be buying things. I got to buy his comments. Having Aaron Rodgers dress up to go out there and throw the ball one time and hand it off three times does not do anybody any service. It doesn't do Aaron Rodgers a service. It doesn't do the first-team offense. I'm with them. If we're going to get ready for the season, then let's get ready for the season. Have me out there for the first quarter. At this point, Rodgers is smart enough to know what risks to take and what risks not to take. I understand both sides here. I understand if you're Matt LaFleur and you're saying, hey, Rodgers, you are far too important to us to even put you in this scenario. I also understand if you're Rodgers. Hey, if you're going to play me, then play me. To only put me out there to hand it off a couple of times and not really get reps, not really get practice, not really break a sweat, it's just a waste of everybody's time. This is the first thing that Aaron Rodgers has said that has made complete sense in all of 2022. Let's give it up for Aaron Rodgers. This is a rarity. We need to take note of this. It is August 10th at 10:24 Central where I am. Aaron Rodgers said something that I completely agree with. This might not happen again until 2025. <laughs> Plus, we're two for two with buying questions today. Heck I like yeah. I like this mojo. 
The Cleveland Browns, however, they don't like this mojo. They're, they had their fears confirmed earlier this morning. Their wide receiver and kick returner, Jakeem Grant, suffered a torn ACL at practice yesterday. Now, Carrington, when you combine, combine the, the Sean Watson suspension, the Baker Mayfield trade, the bizarre timing of Kareem Hunt's trade request, all together now with the Grant injury, buy yourself that the Cleveland Browns have had the most chaotic offseason of any NFL team this year. Thomas, I don't know what's gotten into you. Because this is a buy. Buy. This is a buy. They traded for a predator. Deshaun Watson is a predator. We don't even got to say alleged anymore for legal purposes. He's a real-life predator. Yes. They had they had this predator on their team while they still had Baker Mayfield. Their running back had a hold in. Their running back was going through all the individual drills but wasn't going through any of the team drills and did that for two days. Their owner was out of the country during the Deshaun Watson press conference. Now, Arizona is real close. I mean, Arizona is the silver in this. But no, if this is a race, Cleveland is Usain Bolt. So, yes, Cleveland has by far and away had the most chaotic offseason. I don't like the way Arizona's offseason, but they didn't sign a predator. All right, let's get to some NBA here. Now, as part of LeBron James' meetings with Lakers Brass last week, his contract status was broached, as was the Lakers' offense moving forward, which included having the offense run through none other, none other than Anthony Davis. Now, according to sources, LeBron was completely in favor of of AD being the focal point. Buy or sell the Lakers could be successful relying on Anthony Davis to be their top scorer. I got to sell this. Sell. How can you rely on somebody who's unreliable? He is Anthony Day to Davis. No. The moment you start to build your team around Anthony Davis and you're running your offense through him, he's going to get hurt six games later and you're going to be back in the exact same spot. Anthony Davis is a strong Robin. This is the thing. We've really tried to demonize being Robin, being a strong number two. Robin's a superhero too. Robin gets the Robin gets all the benefits of being around Batman. There's nothing wrong with being a strong Robin. That's what AD is. He is a strong Robin. But that team will go as far as LeBron James takes them. Their offense needs to be centered around LeBron James being a point guard and being a facilitator for everybody else. He's still one of the better passers in the league. Their offense doesn't need to run through Anthony Data Davis. Their offense needs to run through one of the three greatest basketball players to ever live, LeBron James. All right, Carrington, let's get to some baseball here. The Pittsburgh Pirates are one of the worst teams in the sport, and I know what you're thinking. Why are we talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, it has I don't, to be- I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know where this is going. I know I know you, and you like to sabotage this segment. <laughs> not me. No way. There had to be something wild to happen in one of their games for us to even discuss them on national radio. Well, here we go. Outfielder Rafaldo Castro's cell phone fell out of his pocket, sliding into third base against the Diamondbacks yesterday. Yes, I said his personal cell phone was in his pocket during the game. The best part of this is the third base umpire is the one who spotted the phone on the infield dirt 
And after Castro retrieved his phone, he went to hand it to his third base coach, who had the most exasperated look on his face that you'll ever see. Buy or sell having your personal cell phone in your pocket is one of the most bizarre things you've ever seen in a Major League Baseball game. I'm going to sell this. Sell. I'm going to sell this because I can think of about 10 other bizarre things that have happened at a Major League Baseball game that completely destroy this. Do you remember Disco Demolition Night? Very bizarre. Some of you might have forgot about this, but there was an instance between the Royals and the White Sox where two fans came out of the stands and started to fight the Royals' first base coach. Fought, started to fight him. There was, then a year later, two more fans got on the field and then tried to fight an umpire. So we've seen a lot of crazy stuff. You're telling me that having a cell phone in your pocket is more bizarre than Don Zimmer getting thrown to the ground by Pedro Martinez or Roger Clemens throwing a half of a bat at Mike Piazza in a World Series game and then telling Mike, I thought it was the ball. When do you ever throw the ball back at the, what, what are you, there's this dodgeball, was this kickball all of a sudden? No. So this, don't worry. I mean, it's, I don't know why you would have your cell phone in that scenario, but it's not even one of the 50th most bizarre things we've ever seen in a Major League Baseball game. All right, let's keep the baseball conversation going. And Carrington, I know where you stand on the Los Angeles Angels. You mentioned last week they have to be the worst team to root for in all of sports. The worst. Because of the star power they have in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani mixed with their lack of ability to build a consistent winner. Well, they actually won yesterday, and Otani tied a Babe Ruth milestone in the process. They're the only players in baseball history to have 10 home runs and 10 wins on the mound in the same season. Buy or sell Shohei Otani would be an even bigger star if he didn't play for the Angels. This is the greatest question you've ever asked. I would put every single dollar I have on buy. Buy. He plays for the ninth most relevant team in his own city. Shohei Shohei would be a major deal if he played on the Yankees. Would be a major deal if he played for the Mets. If he played for the Cubs, the Red Sox. Hell, if he played for the Cardinals. There's 15 teams in baseball that Shohei would be a bigger deal. Even on the West, it'd be a bigger deal if Shohei played for the Mariners. It'd be a bigger deal if he played for the Dodgers. Or the Giants. So, yeah. This isn't. This is the best question you ever asked me. Yeah, no. He would by far and away be a bigger star if he didn't play for the Angels. The Angels might be one of the worst teams that he could play for, even though they're in Los Angeles. All right, let's finish up with some golf here. Last question. Yesterday, a California judge ruled in favor of the PGA Tour being allowed to block three live golfers from participating in the FedEx playoffs that start tomorrow, despite those three players playing on the tour earlier this season and already qualifying for those playoffs. Buy or sell this being a major win for the PGA Tour. I'm going to sell for this reason. Sell. The players in your tour have already communicated that they're interested in live. Blocking these three golfers, you're going to continue to have more and more defections. We think this is over. We don't think that any other PGA Tour players are going to leave and now join live and take the money. I mean, it's happening every week. One, two, three golfers are jumping ship. So, sure, you won this battle, 
But you're going to have to constantly keep fighting this battle with the Live Tour until the Live Tour is no more. So I'm going to sell based on that premise. To me, the PGA Tour is trying to walk against the wind, trying to go against the current here. The players in your tour are telling you, hey, the money and everything is better on this side. And I think you're going to continue to have guys jump ship and join the Live Tour. And that concludes Buy or Sell for the day. Thomas, I'm here to tell you, you were really the star of Buy or Sell today. It wasn't me. It was you. We needed to rebound. We didn't have good mojo last week. You didn't like any of my questions. We had a lot of sells last week, and I feel like uh, we rebounded. Oh, 100%. I mean, this was this was a Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace rebound today. This was, this was a strong rebound. It's a good job <laughs> by you today. A good job by you. Let's head to a CBS Sports Radio update with our guy, Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. You are listening to Rider Than You. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For all your home loan solutions that fit your life, remember that Rocket Mortgage can. So we've been talking a lot about the Brooklyn Nets today and the ultimatum from Kevin Durant. Now, I don't know about you and your life, but... I don't really respond really well to ultimatums. Do this or else. Because most of the time my answer is, or what? Because I can live with the or else most of the time. It seems to me that Brooklyn can live with the or else. The relationship between the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant is over. There is no repairing it. There is no healing. There is no, we're going to move forward from this. It's incredibly hard to win a championship. 
it takes a lot of things going right simultaneously. You got to have the talent. You got to have the coaching. You got to have a lot of things all come together. Luck. Injury health. The ball's got to bounce your way. There's a lot of things that have to go right at one time. It's even harder when your number one player, your number two player, your number three player, and your head coach and general manager all seem to be on five completely different pages. It doesn't even to me appear that it's not even a team versus management disagreement right now. You can get over that. Everybody on the team feels this way. But if you believe the report that there was a group chat, that the group chat asked Ben Simmons to participate in their final game, Ben Simmons then removed himself from the group chat and stopped communication with the team? I understand the screw you mentality towards the man, towards upper management. I get not liking your boss or his boss. I I understand that. But there doesn't appear to be a lot of love and trust amongst the players, amongst the guys that are on the floor, that are on the court. I didn't know that Kevin Durant and Steve Nash had an issue with each other. Now, I'm not in that locker room. I don't cover the team on a day-to-day basis, but Steve Nash used to train Kevin Durant in the offseason. Kevin Durant vouched for Steve Nash as recently as last month. Now he's got to be fired for you to want to come back? I don't believe this. I also don't think that Kevin Durant thought that this was a realistic possibility. I think Kevin Durant is acting out and understands that that's what you need to do if you really want to get out. There is a foolproof way of getting traded in the NBA. It is acting a fool. You saw the way that James Harden acted at the end with Houston? Came in out of shape, didn't really give a lot of effort, didn't get back on defense, didn't play hard, criticized the organization publicly. It got to the point where it's like, all right, we can't do this anymore. It's just not healthy. It's not creating the culture and climate that we need. So we got to move on. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is one of those people that he is going to push you and push you until you do what he wants you to do. And he pushed and pushed Minnesota until they eventually traded him. You got to be willing to be the villain. Is KD really willing to take it there? Is he willing to be the villain in all of this? Because if he is, then he'll get traded. He might not get traded exactly where he wants to get traded, but they'll get rid of him. They always do. I believe Boston, or excuse me, Brooklyn is playing itself. And the trade proposal that they got from Boston was a fair one. You got a young star in Jalen Brown, a very good role player in Derek White, a couple of picks. I don't know if you're going to get a much better package than this. Brooklyn is waiting for something that is never going to come. Number one, you're not going to get multiple teams involved in this. There's not going to be some magical three-team trade. No one wants Kyrie aside from the Lakers. No one really wants Ben Simmons. So you don't have any pieces that anybody else wants. 
And why would anybody help you get out of your situation that you created? You put all of these things together for a dangerous cocktail. A first-time head coach, an unreliable leader in Kevin Durant, a flaky, sometimes human being in Kyrie Irving, and a quitter in Ben Simmons. You put all four of those people in the same room and thought it was going to work, and it is failing miserably if you're the Brooklyn Nets. You made this mess. Now you got to clean it up, and you're not going to get a 3-4 team trade to help you get out of your situation. Now you got to hold that, and believe me, the rest of the league is going to make you hold it. So we'll see how that situation resolves itself, but that's the top story is the impasse that Brooklyn appears to be with Kevin Durant. Other news in the National Football League, it would appear that the Pittsburgh Steelers have made their decision on who their quarterback is going to be. It seems like they're going with Mitch Trubisky. Earlier today, Mike Tomlin said that if the season started today, that Mitch Trubisky would be their starter. Now, we'll see how preseason plays itself out, but it would appear that they're going to move forward with Mitch Trubisky as their starting quarterback. We see this happen every single year. Team picks up a first-round quarterback. They've got a veteran on the roster. They play the veteran on the roster for two months, and they eventually hand things over to the young guy. Let's just skip to the end of the story. Miami did this with Tua. The Chargers did this with Herbert. The Browns did this with Baker Mayfield. Kansas City did this with Patrick Mahomes. We see this happen. Just start Kenny Pickett. The fans want it. It's in the best interest of the future of your organization. Your young quarterback is going to sink or swim. You can't stop that process. I don't really believe in your ability to ruin a young guy in an organization like Pittsburgh. Now, some organizations are just simply not equipped to develop a young quarterback, and they're going to mess it up whenever. Pittsburgh has shown that they're one of the best when it comes to player development. They developed Ben Roethlisberger. Look at what they've done at running back, wide receiver, defense. I mean, they've shown that they're one of the best teams in the league at helping you improve and helping you develop as a professional. No reason to think that they can't do the same for Kenny Pickett and get the most out of his NFL ability. Maybe they missed on their evaluation and they're wrong on the kind of player they thought he was going to be, but Pittsburgh will get you close to your ceiling. We have seen that time and time again. So I don't doubt their ability to do it at quarterback. They just retired a future Hall of Famer at the position. So if Kenny Pickett is going to swim, then he's going to swim. He's going to swim. So throw him in the deep end of the pool, teach him how to tread water until he feels more comfortable and he can start doing more stuff. That would be my philosophy. I would do what New England did last year with Mac Jones. They had Cam Newton. They eventually cut Cam Newton because this isn't our best interest and we're just going to let the young guy. And we're going to see what he can do. And Mac Jones got him to the playoffs last year. If I'm Pittsburgh, that would be my advice. I would do the exact same thing. Speaking of New England, there have been some reports about some problems with the offense and doesn't appear like everybody is on the same page. Belichick, to me, is trying to do way too much right now. 
And I know I'm not someone that's qualified to tell Bill Belichick something about the game of football. But right now, he's trying to be their general manager, their head coach, and offensive play caller. Sometimes delegation is important. And one person can't assume all of these roles and have the ability to do all of these things really well simultaneously. That I've got to come in and make all the player personnel decisions. I've got to make all the decisions that a head coach has to make. And I've got to be hyper-focused on flow and synergy of the game and calling plays. Bill, you got to trust somebody. Even you have limitations. So I'm not surprised that that isn't really going that well for New England. And their quarterback isn't the greatest. So you add both of those things, and Belichick trying to be more hands-on in this scenario, I'm not surprised that the early reports is that the Patriots' offense is having problems. They've got a limited quarterback. They've got mediocre skill position players. And they've got a head coach that's trying to do way too much right now. I'm fading New England this season. I don't think they're making the playoffs. There's always going to be turnover in the league. I, I think the Patriots are one of those turnover teams this year. I think the Patriots narrowly missed the playoffs. I think the AFC is far too tough. And I look at their division. I think Miami's going to be a little bit better. The Jets will be a little bit better. I don't really like the offseason addition that moves from the New England Patriots. I think Buffalo should be about the same or a little bit better as they were last season. And I think the AFC as a whole is tougher. I don't think New England's making the playoffs this year. But I've counted out Belichick before and looked like a fool. I don't think they're making the playoffs last year and they won 10 games. Last thing I want to play for you here before we sign off for the day is here's the latest from Ian Rappaport on the current quarterback situation for the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield does have the inside track at the starting quarterback job here. Now, it is a competition. They are essentially splitting reps, and that is going to be the case probably through the preseason games. But this is very clear. Based on the kind of understanding he has of this offense, based on on the kind of plays he can make and the kind of command he's already getting inside this locker room, it certainly does seem like... Like, it is Baker Mayfield's job to win, as it should be. They just traded for him. Absolutely. We know what Sam Darnold is. I'm big on going with unknowns, especially at the quarterback position. It's the only way and the only real true path to greatness. We've seen enough. We've seen 50 games of Sam Darnold in his NFL career. 50 games. 50 starts. We know what he is. We don't need to see more. He's not a starter. I think we've seen enough of Baker to know what he is. He's a low-end starter. He's a low-end starter. He's a guy who's probably between 19 and 25, I would say, in the National Football League. But for Carolina, I would say that's an improvement over what you've had at the position the last couple of years. And if you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey with that defense, who I think could be stingy this year, you got a chance to do something. Carolina, to me, has a chance to grab a wild-card spot. I don't think they're going to win that division, but I think Carolina has a realistic chance of being a wild-card team in the NFC that is pretty wide open after you get outside those big four. you got the big four in Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Niners. And outside of that, I think it's pretty wide open. And I think the wild-card spots are pretty up for grabs, I would say, in the NFC. I had a lot of fun today filling in for Bill Ryder. I'll be back in again tomorrow, Ryder Than You, on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Carrington Harrison. If you would like, you can give me a follow on the Bird app, twitter.com backslash C-D-O-T Harrison. 
I'm out of here. Back again tomorrow. Take care of yourself. Have a fantastic day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.